This is Movies First with Alex First. From the outer reaches of space to the backwoods of southern Georgia, the hunt goes on in Shane Black's reboot of the Predator series. Black, who directed Lethal Weapon, wrote Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and played the role of Hawkins in 1987's original movie Predator, directs from a script he penned with Fred Decker. Now the universe's most lethal hunters are stronger, smarter and deadlier than ever. Only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and an evolutionary biology professor can prevent the end of the human race. The blokes in the crew are affectionately known as loonies, led by Quinn McKenna, Boyd Holbrook, a retired Special Forces Army Ranger turned mercenary. They're a group of veterans suffering from PTSD who know each other from group therapy. They long for the connection and brotherhood that they once had. Misfits and outcasts, they are Williams, Coyle, Baxley, Lynch and Nettles. Estranged from his wife Emily, a role filled by Yvonne Strahovski, and son Rory, Jacob Tremblay, McKenna's on a job in Mexico when a Predator's spaceship crash lands. He gets exposed to a cover-up and ends up trying to get this device that he's found back to his address in the United States. He needs proof because no one's going to believe him. Unfortunately, his son Rory, who's on the autism spectrum, discovers it and puts one and one together, which starts an avalanche of problems. Working with McKenna is Dr Casey Brackett, Olivia Munn, a scientist who researches how creatures change and adapt. She's been on the CIA and government list of top people to go to if there's ever contact with other intelligent life forms. So this is something she's been waiting for her entire life, not knowing if it's ever going to happen. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I can't say there was anything I particularly liked about the fourth instalment of the Predator series, the sixth if you count the two Alien vs Predator films. It got sillier and sillier as it progressed. It was expectedly violent and not very imaginative. The only thing I couldn't understand was why the so-called hero of the piece wasn't killed, along with just about everyone else. After all, predators are particularly good at destroying any opposition, except when it came to him and some of the other leads. Sure, I understand if they had all died, it would have made for a very short film, but Teflon-coated heroes I didn't need or want. The filmmakers decided that humour was worthy of introduction into the franchise, so they went with it. Pretty stock standard stuff as far as I'm concerned. Again, nothing much to see here. In short then, the whole film was largely disappointing. Even so, they set it up for yet another sequel. The Predator has well and truly worn out its welcome. It scores a 5 out of 10. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.